entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a profit and business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainability and guides their growth. So I want to share with you some strategies that I've earned and learned on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I'm excited to have my guest today, Julian Hayes. And Julian is an author and a human performance advisor. He's an epigenic, I hope I said that, epigenic coach, and he is the host of the Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. His initial journey began in the pursuit of becoming a doctor. However, he left after one year to pursue even bigger dreams. And now he's the founder of The Art of Fitness and Life, where the mission is to help entrepreneurs upgrade their entire human system without the guesswork of going through the, or without the guesswork through leveraging their unique DNA and data-driven health metrics. And of one, personalized programming and a performance team. So Julian has written over 200 columns in Inc., along with uh, being frequently published uh, over Entrepreneur Success, Chief Executive, Business Insider, and Bodybuilding.com, and many, many more large publications. Julian is just a super wealth of information and getting us in the right mindset, health set to be able to have peak performance in our business. So I'm super excited to have you on the show, Julian. Welcome to Profit with a Plan. Happy to be here, Marcia. Happy to be here and looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, we're all, we we came out of a funky year, you know, 2021 just kind of messed up everything from working at home to just stresses and lifestyles. Um, what can we do now as we start to evolve and come out of this? What can we do as business owners and busy entrepreneurs to get that peak performance back again? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we got to look at this as a recalibration period and just recenter ourselves. I, I don't like this word new normal, but it's well understood. And we all need to recalibrate this new normal, whatever this looks like for us. And I think first and foremost, this starts with us managing our energy and not necessarily our time, because when you manage your energy, your time will come because you're going to be much more efficient with that time. Wow. So when you talk about energy, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people start going into that woo-woo thing. Um, are we point. talking about woo-woo mm-hmm. energy or are we talking about physical strength energy? Yeah. Um, when we think about energy, you can, you can break it down. Actually, you can think about your physical energy, which is like your body. You can think about your mind. You can think about your emotions and you can even think about your spirit. And when I say spirit, don't go to the woo woo simply means by spirit. You can use a different word. If you want, think about your values and your principles. That's going to help you live a coherent life. And the reason why I like to break these down is because when we think about energy, there's a lot of us either we're going to be inactive or we're bored, which is not really probably for listeners of this podcast. They're probably the opposite of the other end of the, of the spectrum. They're probably the overloaded and exhausted category when it comes to their energy. But we want to be in the middle where, you, where you're in, we have balance and you have flow. And is looking through those four domains that can really help us recalibrate and not have a repeat of last year and come out of this even better. 
Mm, I like that because that's exactly what we need to be focusing on. Um, and energy comes in so many forms, like you said, whether it's mental or or um, or strength or what have you. But um, does food affect the energy? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's input equals output. So that's at the very foundation. You know, food in addition to sleep, those are our mm. core pillars. And if you think about um, our brain is around 60 to 65%, and maybe a little more, I'm forgetting my figures in my head here, um, of diet of fat. Mm. And, and really? a big portion- of, I got a fat a big, head, I got a fat head for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and a big portion of that is gonna come from our omega-3s, in particular, the portion DHA. So if you think about it, if you're not feeding your body these proper nutrients, then your brain chemistry is gonna be a little off. So your brain is not going to be able to fire as sharp and as quickly as we want it to. And you know, as entrepreneurs and high performers, our brain is, is pretty much our most valuable weapon because we have to make decisions on a daily basis. We have to produce content. We still have personal relationships to manage. So we need our brain to be resilient and sharp as possible. Wow, I love it. Okay, so when we're trying to get our brain super sharp, you had thrown some acronyms out there and some, and some um, minerals or vitamins that we would take. What are some of the things that we can do to make sure we're sharp, we're super sharp? Mm -hmm. I know that sleep is one of those. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I jokingly say that, you know, as business owners, we get the opportunity to choose which hundred hours we need to work each week. But 24 seven, we got to sleep. We still mm -hmm. have to sleep. So I know sleep is important. Um, tell us more about how we can get our brain working at Optimal. Yeah, we, you know, when you mentioned sleep, it's a boring topic. I don't like to sleep. I think we even talked about this off camera that if there's a limitless pill one day, I'm going to be first in line to take that because I do not like to sleep. But I do realize and I can quantify as well that when I don't sleep, my entire output in whether it's me running, whether it's me lifting weights, whether it's just my heart rate, my HRV, every single metric of life is decreased when I don't sleep. And there's research to back this up as well. When we think about one of the key skills, as we talked about earlier, is decision-making, that executive functioning. And when we don't sleep, what we're doing is, as I mentioned earlier, we're altering that brain chemistry. But you can look at images if you see a brain image. And you can have your amygdala. Simply think of this as your emotional center. Then you have your prefrontal cortex. Think of this as your logic and reasoning. You have these two things there. But when you're sleep-deprived, What's going to happen, and when you see this on the uh, brain imaging, if, you're, if you get bored and go Google this, what you will see is you'll see heightened activity in your amygdala, and you're going to see lower activity in your prefrontal cortex. And mm. how we're going to translate this to the real life is you're going to be making more decisions just through emotions, mm. rather than logic and reasoning. And that's not what we want as an entrepreneur. That's really not what we want with our partners to have a shorter temper, to have a shorter fuse to have lower emotional intelligence due to this altering that's happening when we're sleep deprived. And another study that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is after sleep, de sleep deprivation for around two weeks, this is around six hours or so, you're going to have the same functioning as someone that has been up for 24 hours. Really? Yeah. And so the cool thing about sleep, and I should say that about the human body in general is that you're resilient. And the brain, you can throw anything at the body and over time it'll get used to it. So you mm. hear a lot of people say, well, I feel just fine just getting by on 
what sleep I get. I feel just fine. And I have to remind them there's a difference between good and great. There's a difference between just performing and just peak performing. And the brain gets used to you not getting a lot of optimal sleep. So it's going to calibrate for that um, um, standard that you're giving it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be a peak performer there. That's super interesting. So yeah, your body does adjust and evolve to what you're giving it, whether it's the food or the rest that you're getting. But Mm -hmm. I never really realized um, how how the brain really lacks on sleep because isn't sleep the time that your body is regenerating itself and healing and Mm -hmm. fixing things. I know that you go to sleep, you know, worrying about a problem and oftentimes you'll wake up and it's like, ah, there's the answer to it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have different stages of sleep. And when when we think about the physical regeneration part where our hormones, as I say, are working their magic, that's our deep sleep. That's our slow wave sleep. But then that next stage is that REM sleep, that rapid eye movement. And this is where we're consolidating a lot of new information that we learned for the day. And we're throwing it in a blender of existing information that we already have. And then as we're sleeping, we're hitting that on button and it's all jumbling up. And then we wake up and we wonder, oh, I know this problem now, or I feel smarter. I'm learning this information. I talk about I'm learning a language now. If I don't get any sleep, then I can't synthesize this information for long-term memory. So I need sleep so I can process this new information I'm learning, these new skills that I'm gathering throughout the day. I need to put that in my blender and let it go for a little bit. And so that's what's happening when we get that sleep. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So here's the question. Um, And I know it's different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. what's the optimal amount of sleep? Obviously I need keep this beauty face going. Mm-hmm. I need my eight hours of sleep, but some people can go on four hours. Mm-hmm. Where, where's that magic number? Yeah, there's a, there's a range. And like you said, it's different for everyone. There's genetics that come to play, but generally I say seven to nine hours. And the more active you are, the more stress you put on your body. It doesn't just have to be physical stress, but just mm. the more load that you put on your body throughout the day generally the more sleep you're going to need to replenish awesome so a guy like my so a guy like myself i really need eight and a half to nine because i do a lot of physical activity throughout the day on top of just uh professional work and thinking as well but if you're someone who maybe exercises maybe 30 45 minutes a day it's not super intense crossfit style or you're not running miles or everything then you could probably do the lower end of that spectrum. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I, okay. So I'm, I'm not unusual in requiring my eight hours of, of beauty sleep. That's what no. I call it. No. Okay. So perfect. We've spoken about sleep and mm-hmm. you have to sleep. Um, sleep is important to keep your mind running optimal. What are some of the other things that we can do to keep ourselves performing at the best, the best we can for our clients, for our family and, to, to live long. Yeah, this is a very uncommon one. And I would say to be selfish a little bit and fill, yeah. and fill your own bucket up and get some Love structure it. and get some structure, some um, structure going. And the reason why I say this, is because a, a lot of us are really good hearted, benevolent people. And that's sometimes to the detriment of us is that we give ourselves, we pour ourselves into our work, into our clients, into our family. And we don't pour this back into ourselves. And that's good in the short term. But over the long term, we start to feel drained. We're not going to show up the best of ourselves to our clients, to our work, 
to our interviews, to our family, because we're not pouring into ourselves first. So I say, be selfish, do your own self-care, whatever that needs to be, that's going to be different for us. And then start pouring out to people because it's going to amplify. It's going to be that much better when you're feeling fulfilled and, and your bucket's overflowing. Love that. I had that same story told to me several years ago that um, most people, if you think about it in this kind of weird, weird way, that most people are, think of them as vampires. They're coming in and they're taking and they're draining you. Mm -hmm. um, emotional, physical needs. Someone comes into your office, I need this, or the phone call comes at an unopportune moment. Hey, do you have you know, a chance to talk? These vampires are constantly pulling on us. And that is more of a energy drain. Whereas if we fill ourselves up with the things we need to do and control our time, then we're giving instead of having things being taken from us, which um, is, is a, a, a better energy to give off if that goes into the woo-woo too much. So forgive me on that. But <laughs> is that, is, I mean, that's kind of what we're, we're, we're talking about, right? Is, is that you need to keep yourself filled so you can give. And then, and then, you know, controlling your time so you can give and not have them take from you. Yes, that exactly. And this is all part of the bigger picture of what we can call just the success paradox in general. You know, think about this. As you get more successful, you start increasing revenue in your business. You become more in demand. You mm -hmm. have more responsibilities. There's probably added stress along with that. And you have this obligation to yourself. You're probably telling yourself a lot of things that you want to, you want to keep this up. You don't want to lose it after you work so hard for it. And mm -hmm. oftentimes what gets placed on the back burner unintentionally is our personal well-being. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that we do this on purpose. It's just that it just happens over the course of time. And if you're not aware of this and just mindful, it's very easy to unintentionally fall into this. Not eating breakfast because you got to get on that call, not taking that workout or taking that lunch break because it's now a client lunch meeting and you don't take those breaks to regenerate and get yourself, uh, get yourself rested. So yeah, I, I, I feel it. I feel it. And I know a lot of our listeners are feeling the stresses of just working way too hard. You know, I find that, um, you know, with, with the current you know, environment and, and, and I work from, from my own space. So um, I'm comfortable with that, but it, I feel like it's like, I turn it on at seven in the morning and I often don't turn it off past seven o'clock at night. So that's a 12 hour day. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's like the woman, if you got, if you carry a bigger purse, you're going to put more crap in it. So if you carry a smaller purse, you don't have a lot of crap to carry mm -hmm. around. We, we, we fill our days and it's, it's horrible for, um, keeping us motivated and going because we think, oh, just that one more call, that one more, one more uh, task that I need to do. And it's, I, it's, it's definitely draining. And I think that's why it's just so critical to establish your own standards of performance, your standards of operations. You know, an example of that, what I mean is for me, a great day is if I can get three to four hours of deep work in. This is very meaningful work. This is either me creating content for a podcast. This is me just writing, or this is me just brainstorming and trying to improve the services that I offer already. Mm -hmm. And then after that, there's different admin stuff that you have to do. There's different calls that, that, that you may need to attend to. But if I can get that core deep work done and move the needle forward in the business and the mission, 
then it's a good day. It's, I always thought it was weird when I hear people say, I, I, I grind it, I grind 18 hours a day just working. There's no way because that's impossible unless you're on just a consistent dose of Adderall just constantly. That's the only way that you're going to have that crazy focus for that long. Well, they didn't say that they were working smart <laughs> and that they were being effective in their job, but they're doing those busy tasks that make them mm -hmm. feel like they're working when they're not working. Cause I know that, you know, yeah, there are times where I get that, I get that burst of energy and I'm like, Oh, let's finish this or get into mm -hmm. the piece that needs to be completed. And yeah, that's deep work. But then there are those hours of just like, you know, clearing emails and, you know, checking the Facebook. Fix, fixing, <laughs> fix, fixing a budding on a website, you know, let, let me change this color. Let me actually, you know, I want to change this font, different things yes. like that. I look, Wait I love I, I love design and stuff like that, but I don't think that's really going to move the needle compared to other, compared to other activities that, that we could be doing. Yeah. So, so if we focus and, and we're trying to be more productive in our business, we're trying to really manage our energy so we can be peak performers. Really, if we take, if, if we take just a couple hours a day, three, four hours a day, and really get that, those things that need to move the, the needle forward on the business, then, then that's, that's a great, that's a great strategy, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I think about it this way. For most of us, a lot of business revolves around talking to people. Mm -hmm. So that's a time set aside. But theoretically, if you wake up in the morning and if you want to get your workout in then, that's great. Um, and then you have a, you can carve out a little time here and there to get this deep work that requires you to think, this that requires you to be creative when you're most fresh, before the world has started calling you, before you got sucked into your email. And when you get that done, it's such a great feeling because, you know, whatever the world throws at you for the rest of the day, you have at least moved the needle an inch forward. Love it. And, that, and that's yeah. a great feeling because a lot of times, I think, at least personally, times when I felt most frustrated with business and just life in general is when I felt like I wasn't moving forward. I wasn't growing. I was just stagnant. And so yeah. just, so I, I, th I think there is something, and Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a great book to read on this. Excellent. Yeah, I think I'll pick that up because I think that's really important. I know a lot of people get up and, you know, rave about the the five to seven work time where they get their most of their mm -hmm. stuff done. Um, so, yeah, that's it's it's important time management skills. So let's let's come back. I know we went down a rabbit hole here. So let's let's kind of come back and talk about some of the things that we can do health wise mm -hmm. to have that peak performance. You talked about we talked about sleep and time mm -hmm. management and, and getting those things done. What else can we do to really um, get stay in that peak performance level as mm -hmm. as a business owner? Probably the next an, another good pillar to look at is obviously nutrition. And mm. with nutrition, this could open up a can of worms because there's so many different types of diets and methodologies out there. So this is, I look at nutrition, nutrition as truly a choose your own adventure, of course. And if you think about it, you can look at all the popular diets that are out right now. Mm -hmm. They all have certain things in common. None of them tell you to eat junk food, processed foods, binge right. on sugary drinks. So right. we, okay. So we know that's the basics, right? Right. And so that, so the next thing comes down to what types of foods do you like to eat? And mm -hmm. so this is where I tell people to not necessarily be attached to a diet, 
but start to get attached to a framework mm, when good. it comes to your food. So for a guy like myself, I'm not really in love with red meat. Okay. Um, so I just choose not to eat it. I choose to eat a diet that is um, more seafood based and a little more carbohydrates than most people, but it suits my life. But you also run like crazy too. So I, I run and live like crazy. Yeah. So that's the thing with people. That's why nutrition is very individualized. And so the core pillars, processed foods, no sugars. When I say sugars, I'm talking like junk sugars and that kind White of stuff. White sugars. White sugars. Yeah. And, um, and then after that, I would like to, you look at your lifestyle. What kind of foods do you enjoy? I'm a proponent of, of fruits and plants just from throughout history. We've seen, and there's research on this, that generally people who eat more fruits and um, plants, they tend to live longer and they tend to be a little healthier. Mm -hmm. I know there's different crazes now where it's eliminating that eating just meat. And I just don't know yet. And so I tend to not, I feel better with fruits and plants in my life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's finding the right thing that you, mm -hmm. you can tolerate and what's available to you nearby and, and doing it. But um, so nutrition being a good part, most of us aren't getting all of the minerals and nutrients mm -hmm. that we need from our intake of food. So how do you feel about supplements and, and getting us to that peak performance? Yeah, I like supplements. I take supplements myself to fill in the gaps that I might not get with my, um, with my daily nutritional regimen. So I'm a huge proponent of supplements under the right mindset. Supplements mm -hmm. supplement your diet. Supplements supplement your lifestyle. It's not the other way around. Sometimes, oftentimes, I see people with a huge treasure trove of supplements, but like their foundational habits are not even that good. And so you're, you're not going to get the benefit of the um, supplements without taking care of your foundation. It's essentially mm, like, it's essentially being obsessed with tactics and you're, you're, you're a marketing genius. So we're in marketing and it's someone that's obsessed with funnels and all this tactical information, but they don't even know who they serve. Right. <laughs> so right. What, what, what can you expect? And so that's Our the way results. I, right. Yeah. That's the way I, I look at this with supplements, but I, I am a fan of supplements and, you know, for a lot of people, I don't like to give blanket advice, but it, it just depends. So I'll give you some examples that I've seen and that's helped for clients, for people who struggle with sleep and magnesium, that's a very common deficiency that we have in, a, mm -hmm. in the States in general. So if you're having trouble with relaxing and resting at night, magnesium glycinate is a great form that could be helpful. I think a great multivitamin, multi-mineral, that's a good supplement, foundational supplement to have. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D, that's with K2, that's a great foundational supplement to have. And another one is some type of omega-3 supplement as well. I think that spectrum, that's like a foundational a pillar. And mm -hmm. then you can start, and then you can start to grow from there after you built mm -hmm. that existing infrastructure. So when you're when you're you're taking this information from a a sense you you do things quite a bit differently than the typical person who's trying to get you into peak performance. You're looking at it from a data-driven area, right? Mm -hmm. You're pulling this information from blood work and and 
and and tests that are done. Tell me a little bit more about how you how you how you do your work. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very data driven, and I like to get as much as information as I can because we're ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine percent the same. That point one percent is huge, mm-hmm. and so the first thing I do is I start with a pretty thorough assessment, and that starts with getting your genetics done. That starts with getting like a lifestyle assessment, so we can you can look at your heartbeats every every moment of the day over like a three day period. And you can kind of look at different periods of the day where you're stressed. You can look at kind of your sleep quality, your activity, and you can start to paint a picture. And so that's what I'm trying to do with gathering the data, the blood work, the the cognitive tests, if we're going down that route, I get as much data as possible. And that tells me a story of the person because data alone is not good enough because you can't just take it at face value. You also Mm got to hear what the person is experiencing. So we combine those two and then you start to create a program based on that. And then I I have um, other people that does the fitness side of things of programming it that's specifically for them. But, you know, I I see the world and for entrepreneurs and high performers, time is of the essence. And I want to be as precise as possible. And I love some of my favorite athletes always had a performance team and they did all these extreme data-driven methods to stay at the top of their game. And I wanted something like that personally. So I started this just being selfish and I wanted it for myself. And then I thought there's seven something billion people in the world that there's a handful of people who will be interested in it. Just a handful, right? Yeah, yeah. But but I think that's it. I think that we're, um, you know, we entrepreneur types are trying to do so much and change so much in our life and, and be top performers, we have to think of ourselves like the, you know, the, the, the Tiger Woods or the, um, you know, the, I would say Michael Jordan's, you know, the Tom Brady's, you know, and the Uh, people that really, you know, perform at their peak. And we need to do that for our business too. And so I'm glad you said that. Um, cause it's, it's like my dream for more entrepreneurs to think of themselves as an athlete entrepreneur. That's, mm. it's, it's, it's like a dream of mine. I like it though. But, but, you know, when we're trying to change the world and we're trying to get our message and our service and our product out there and serve, we have to take care of the temple first. And, and I love this idea and, and why I brought you on the show was to really talk about that and how we can get our body in the best stage it can be so we can perform at our best level and change the world. Yes, exactly. It's the principle of slowing down to speed up. (laughs) Yes. That's a hard (laughs) one for many of us to go with, right? I'm I'm guilty of that too. I love to be heart charging, but there's a yin and yang to everything. Yeah. And there's just some, there's just some laws of human nature that you can't avoid. You can push the threshold you can build up your tolerance, you can build up your performance, but you still, but the equation is always there. Add a, more stress to your system and then rest and recover. And that builds your system up stronger. That makes you more mm. resilient. It is as simple as that. It doesn't mean crazily extend yourself every day to push your boundaries. Just push a little bit each day and then rest and recover. And you're going to have a bigger threshold in the next. And before you know it, six months you're going to be a, a totally different person. 
I like it. I like it a lot because I think it's so important as we recalibrate, as you said in the beginning, to the the new normal, the you know, the future of what it looks like. We have to take care of the temple and make sure that we're going to be there to serve the people that we want to serve, including our family and ourselves, and to be able to have that long lifestyle. I know that uh, you know stress is such a such a damaging um, uh, force on on our body and on our minds. And if we can manage that by eating well, getting the rest we need, creating the energy, um, you know, I, I love being selfish a little bit, you know, I mean, I know we, we, we forget that. And I think that this is just, it's such an important piece to make and, uh, us top performers. And I will say, when we think about stress, I, um, I challenge listeners to not always look at stress as a negative. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. a lot of times, a lot of times stress what we think of stress, because there's really no such thing as good or bad events. It's really our perception. Mm. And so a lot of times like this business event is stressing me that figuring out this funnel, figuring out this client is stressful, stressing me. What if I said, instead, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to grow. So maybe this difficult client is a little tough right now, but it's an opportunity for you to improve your skill, to level up for when the next three clients come along, this is, and it's going to be a piece of cake because you're used right. to it now. It's we're training. It, mm-hmm, yeah. And so just like over the last year, a lot of crazy stuff has happened. We can't deny that, but it's an opportunity as well. Even right now, it's still an opportunity for us to become more resilient. Mm-hmm. And this will do nothing but just service in the long run for whenever this stuff ends and we come out of this and we get back to socializing more and, and traveling more. And we're going to be a stronger, more capable individual because we went through this kind of tough period. Mm, like it. And we took care of ourselves in the process or we're exactly. going to start taking care of ourselves in the process. Exactly. And, and, for the, and for the competitive people out there, this is a great opportunity because your competition might be slacking your competition might be saying, oh, the gyms are closed or right. all these extra things I have to go through. And they might be gaining weight, losing some of their energy, losing their sword is becoming a little duller. And, mm. you can, and this is an opportunity for you to catch up to your competition or to mm-hmm. even surpass your competition or to even further distance yourself from the competition because you are doing things right now that they're not willing to do because the conditions aren't as favorable for them. Love it. Yes. So important. So in, in um, just exciting to know that we can, that's one thing that we can control, right? Mm -hmm. We can control our body. We can control our actions. And if we take care of this, that, like you said, is the, 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 probably the number one engine driving our business, we can take care of that in a better way we're going to be better off in the long run. And even in the short run, we're going to be outperforming the guys that are still playing with the COVID-19, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the pandemic pounds, the just, yeah, in general, a lot of people have, and I understand, I, I'm not throwing judgment at them, but there's opportunity anytime mm-hmm. something comes up, there's a, you have choices to decide what you decide to do. And this is just an opportunity. And I, I don't know, I don't know any other way, but to, just make the best of it. You kind of have no choice or, cause I don't really believe in sitting in idle. I think you're getting better. You're getting worse. 
I agree. I agree. You're always moving. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, a, a decision is still a decision, even if you're not making a decision to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Even if it's even if it's moving slower right now, you're still mm-hmm. moving. So yeah. it's it's easier to keep momentum, even if you're just crawling, than it is to try to generate momentum from just being sedentary for so long. So true. So true. All right, Julian, this has been really valuable information. And I think it's perfect timing for the listeners to hear we're coming out, you know, we're, we're closing up February. It's time to start rolling again. This is, this is the, this is the push that we all need and the, and great thought points on it. Where can listeners find out more about you? Yeah, you can just go to my home base of the art of fitness and And I will have links to everything there that could possibly interest you. And if you have a personal question, just shoot me an email at julian at theartoffitnessandlife.com. And I will be glad to assist you in any way possible because as I've learned, it takes a village to succeed. Uh, does, isn't that the truth? It does take a village. So we're so happy you're part of this village. And I thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Perfect. So what, uh, listeners, I hope you've got something out of this. I mean, Julian was really, I mean, it really got the thinking, helping you think in the right path to make you a peak performer. And it really starts with taking care of the body. So I hope you've gotten that information and you're going to start to think about this in a way that can make your business more profitable, right? And so considering what's happened over the past year, as we've been talking about now more than ever, it's important to create your own profit plan so that you too have a thriving business. So to help my listeners further, I'm hosting a webinar next Thursday, where I'll be sharing three strategies to help you create a thriving profit in your business. You can always register for free at thrivingprofit.com. As always, we'd love to hear any of your questions, feedback, subscribe to the show, you know, comment on it, tell us what you think. And we would love to hear that. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Julian. Thank you.